Take your seat. Thank you. Help me appreciate God's servant and his lovely wife. That hand clap is under attack. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, like I always say, always respect anybody that's gathering human beings. Always respect them. Hallelujah. Even people that do, you know, like this revolution, respect them. Because it's not easy to gather human beings. It's not easy. Praise God. Pastor Eddie, thank you for the privilege. Pastor Bola, thank you for the privilege to be here again. Praise God. Happy Easter, everybody. I'm going to be reading from Luke 19. Amen. Luke 19. The things that pertain to your peace. The things that pertain to your peace. Hallelujah. Luke 19. From verse 37. Luke 19, 37. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. 38. Saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. And glory in the highest. Hallelujah. 39. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. 41, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now are they hidden from your eyes. 43, and the days shall come unto thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because Thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. Come on, may the Lord bless his word. Amen. Easter is the most powerful season of the whole Christian calendar. Easter is more powerful than Christmas. Easter is more potent than Christmas. It's because of the lack of understanding 
that makes us to celebrate Christmas much more than we do Easter. But if only we knew what Easter is, we would celebrate Easter far higher than Christmas because Easter is the purpose of Christmas. Easter is the purpose of Christmas. He was born to die. The reason why Jesus was born was for him to die. So purpose is better than your birth. That's why if a person is born who doesn't understand why he or she is born, it will be better you are not born. Are you getting my point now? If you are born and you don't know why you are born, then what are you living for? So the purpose of why Christ came is to die. Purpose is better than birth. So the Easter period is more powerful by far than his birth. If he was born and he could not fulfill this period, then there is no point. Can I hear you? Amen. That's why we celebrate with joy those of us that have understanding what God did for us at this period. Praise the Lord. Now, the Lord began to teach me something. You know, this message I'm praying, I was telling pastor, I've never preached this anywhere. And this is my first Easter anywhere apart from my church. And he was saying that, well, I'm the first pastor here apart from himself here. <laughs> Praise God. So I think there's a, you know, God is doing something here. Amen. You know, God began to speak to me that the redemption process started from the Sunday before this one, which is the um, Palm Sunday. That was where the whole thing started from. And when you want to really understand what happened here, you have to start it from there. Jesus started coming on the donkey. He was telling me, he said, as he was coming down, people started to talk. The disciples were hailing him. We are praising him. Hail to the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. As he was coming, they were removing their clothes. They were bringing palm fronds, putting it for the donkey he was climbing to walk upon. And then the Pharisees said, Master, caution your followers. Caution them. They are calling you king. Caution them. Then Jesus said, if these people keep quiet, stones will open their mouth to call me king. Stones will open their mouth to celebrate me. Which means that I am due for what they are saying. So if they don't say it, it will be said from another source. And the Lord began to speak to me that this period we are celebrating, it forbids anybody to deny you what is yours. This season forbids you, forbids any man, any people to deny you what is yours. That means that whatever is yours and has been appointed for you, there is enough power this season to make sure that what is yours is not denied you. Am I talking to somebody here? I speak to you as one that God has sent. Because of this season, whatever is yours, anywhere it is, it must be delivered into your hand. Can I get a powerful amen from somebody here? Can I get a lively amen from somebody here? He said, if they keep quiet, the stones will open their mouth. You will see stones literally open up and start saying, hail 
to the king. Why? Because when he was born, he was called king. Wise men came from the east. They said, we are here to worship him that is born what? King of the Jews. King of the Jews. At this time, even the Jews had no idea that a king was born to them. But wise men from the east who saw star came and said, there is a king born here. The Jews had no idea. But thank God that at the close of his journey, even some of the Jews themselves could recognize that truly a king is here. May I say to somebody that those who have not recognized whom God has put in you or what God has made of you, before this season is over, there shall be a recognition. There shall be a recognition. They said, ah, Jesus said, if they don't talk, stones will talk. Why? Because before the king will die, the people he's dying for must recognize that he is their king and they must confess that he is their king. Am I talking to somebody here? So when he did that, he moved on. As he got to the city, he looked at the city and he wept over the city. He wept over the city. Now watch this. It is from what Jesus said that you can begin to understand what Easter is all about. From his own statement, you can begin to understand what Easter is all about. Now, let's look at it. Praise God. See what he said. He said, verse 41, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and did what? Talk to me. He did what? I can't hear your voice. He did what? You know, I told you, when you are talking in church, open your mouth. Don't be keeping quiet. What did he do? He wept over it. How many times did Jesus weep that you know throughout his time? There's one, they say he wept when they were because of their unbelief. Then secondly, he was weeping because of what was happening here. He wept over it. Saying, this is why he was weeping. Saying, what? Talk to me, church. If thou hast known if thou hast known, even thou, at least what? In this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. He said, the things that belong to your peace. Which means, he's telling them that if only you understood the things that belong to your peace. You are complaining that people are calling me king and you are angry about it. If only you know that what I'm doing for you here, the summary of all I'm doing here is to release peace unto you. He said, but because you do not know, your eyes are hidden from it. So it is what you know that generates peace for you. When you understand what this thing is all about, it produces what? Peace. That's why when you read Isaiah 53, it will tell you that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Go, go there. Let's go to Isaiah 53 quickly. Praise God. Isaiah 53 verse 3. Amen. It says from verse 3, it says what? Everybody, let's go. No, read properly. Read loudly. One to go. Yes. Now, see, I want you to understand that everything that he's saying here has value to you. 
it has value to you. He is, whatever happened to Jesus, it happened to him so that he would take it away from you. So look at what he says. Number one, he says what? He is despised and what? He is being despised and rejected by men so that you can be accepted. Am I talking to somebody here? That's why as a child of God, this is anywhere you go, be ready for them to accept you. Anywhere you go, where they said no before, they will say yes to you. Why? Because he was rejected so that you can be what? Accepted. Say, I shall be accepted. Louder, say, I shall be accepted. Now, look at what it says. A man of what? Of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him what? Stricken. Smitten of who? And what? Now, <laughs> let's finish here. Let me say this. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. He was being flogged and wounded for you to be healed. So whatever you see done to him is so that it won't happen to you. Now, he was stricken and smitten of God. The chastisement, the flogging, beating of our peace was put upon him. In other words, the flogging that is needed, the chastisement that is needed for peace to come to you was given to him. You are the one that committed the offense. But you see, the, for your offense to be washed away, he took the beating. Come, my son, come. Watch this. This is you. You are the one that committed the offense. Stay here. Pastor, come. Come. This is Jesus. Now watch this. I am God. This guy committed the offense. Kneel down there. This is Jesus. He was stricken, smitten of God. So when they were striking him, Benda, when they were striking him, pow, pow, watch this. God was looking at you. He's not happy with you. Pow, pow, pow. He's looking at you. He's not happy with you. But instead of beating you, he put your beating on him. So as they are beating him, God is looking at you. His whole displeasure towards you, he was pouring it on him. So he took the chastisement that you should take because you can't bear it. So he took it for you so that by the time he took it completely, then God, now the anger on God's face towards you for the offense you committed now turned to a smile. He no longer is angry with you, not because you did anything well, but every wrong thing you did, the chastisement for it was placed upon him. And he took it, never uttered anything. Never said, sir, it's okay. You know, it's not me that committed it, it's this guy. <laughs> Are you getting my point now? He took everything for you. The chastisement of your peace is upon him. 
the chastisement that is needed to bring you peace was given to him. He bore it, went to the cross completely for it, so that you can now stand. That's why he said, if only you understood the things that pertain to your peace. You have no idea. You are complaining that they are calling me king. What I'm doing here is to bring peace to you. Give God a big hand of praise. That's what he was talking about. So the essence of what we are in is for peace. Number one, peace between us and God. You follow? Peace between what? Us and God. Then number two, peace within yourself. Hallelujah. Look at what Paul said about this in Romans 8 verse 31. Romans 8 31. Romans 8, 31 to 32. He said what? Let's read. 31. Romans 8, 31. Are you there? Let's go. What shall we say? What shall we then say to these things? Uh-huh. If God be for us, who can be against us? Yes, read on. He that spared not his own song, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also what freely give us what all things? That should bring you peace within. Are you following what I'm saying now? He's telling you that if God be for you, who can be against you? That he that did not spear his own son, but delivered him for them to beat him, to chastise him. If he can do that, what won't he do for you? So having that knowledge gives you what? Peace. So when difficult times arise and there are needs in your life that you seem not to be able to solve, you remember this. That if he could do that for me, he's going to do this one as well. What is more important than somebody's child? What is more important? If he could do that, deliver his child for you, then what is the house? What is the promotion? What is that thing that you're looking for that he cannot give you? If he has done this one for you, then that's the, that's the highest to show you that there's nothing else. That knowledge now delivers what? Peace. So when people look at you and wonder, why are you so relaxed when things are going so bad? Say, no, I already know the outcome of this thing. It's like a football match that you already know the scores. Your team won by 1-0. So even if it is extra time, one minute to the end of extra time and it's still zero zero, you'll be smiling because you know that somewhere along the line, something happened there. 
Am I talking to somebody now? You just know, so you are so calm, sir. Somebody who has never watched the match before, sir. It's not your team. They, are, they can't win. They, they need this, this three point. If not, they are going down and say, uh, relax. <laughs> and then just like 30 seconds to go, the opponent handled the ball in the penalty area. Referee blew. Pee. <laughs> penalty. <laughs> penalty. And that was all. The captain stood up, passed it, keeper dived this way, ball entered the other. <laughs> and the moment the ball entered, pee, game is over. <laughs> Come on, shout hallelujah. <laughs> if you have known the things that pertain to your peace, it's not going to be bothering you. Nothing will bother you. Are there no problems? There are problems. There are issues. But if God can solve this one, by sending his son to die for me and be chastised, then surely this other small one, he knows what to do about it. A pastor was giving a testimony about a place he went to preach. And that was in Nigeria. So, after doing all he did, he was expecting maybe his guests to give him a certain amount. And the guest did not. So he took, he was going back in plane, very angry. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what this guy did to me? I will never go there again. As he was in the plane, God asked him, is there anything you ever needed that I didn't give you? This thing you are doing, this anger you are manifesting, I'm not happy about it. He said, but sir, look at what he was arguing with God in his mind. He said, when I sent you there, did I send you there to go and collect anything there? <laughs> he said, no. What did I ask you to do there? He said, I should go and pour out myself. Have you poured out yourself? Yes, sir. That was the last thing God asked him. He was sitting in the plane when a lady came and met him inside the plane. Once the plane had reached a steady place. Pastor, how are you, sir? He's a singer. He said, I'm fine. I saw you when you were passing. I said, ah, it's okay. You may not know me, but I know you very well. He said, okay. Yeah, a lot of people know me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people know me. And I said, as you pass, there's something that God told me to do. He said, yeah, what? He said, there's, there's, there's one money that God asked me to give to you. I, I've been keeping that money. I don't know what to do with it, but I actually planned something, but he put it in my heart to give you that money. Instantly, his eyes opened wide. <laughs> <laughs> and she put the envelope in his hand. It was $3,000. He started crying. And God told him, there is nothing... I cannot do for you. He is the reason for your peace. Whatever is needed to give you peace, God has already done it through Christ. You can go about your day with your head held high. Even if you don't have a penny in your pocket, be convinced that he who has started a good work in you, he will bring it to a perfect end. The things that pertain to your peace. 
is what he paid for on the cross. Never allow anything to disturb that peace in your life. One of his names is the Prince of Peace. So when he died for you, that peace was distributed into your heart. Let's rise. Clap for him if you want to clap. Now, look at somebody by your side and prophesy to them, you will never worry again in your life. Tell three persons, tell them, you will never worry again in your life. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell them, tell somebody with conviction. Tell them with conviction. I want you to leave your seat and go to three persons and tell them. Leave your seat, leave your seat. Leave your seat. Go to three persons. Tell them, you will never worry again. He is the prince of peace in your life. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Celebrate him with a clap of praise. Now prophesy to yourself, I will never worry again. Prophesy to yourself, I will never worry again. I will never worry again. I will never worry again. His peace has been shed abroad in my heart. I will never worry again. I will never worry again. Thank you because your peace, your peace, your peace has been shed abroad in my heart. I am confident that you will pull through for me. Open your mouth and prophesy over yourself. I am confident that God, you will pull through for me. I cannot be worried. I cannot be sad. You will make it good for me. In your own time, you make all things beautiful. Prophesy to yourself. Steer up confidence in yourself based on the word you have heard. And say, my father, my father, my father, my father, I rejoice in the things that concern my peace. I rejoice in the things that pertain to my peace. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Open your mouth and thank the Lord because peace will never depart from your heart. Peace with God. Peace with yourself. Peace with men. Thank you, my Father. I have peace in my heart. By virtue of what Jesus has done, I have peace in my heart. I am confident it will turn out for my good. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Where is your righteous amen? Place your hand on your chest. By virtue of what Christ has done, not what any man has done, what Christ has done, peace will never depart from you. Say amen like a believer. Amen. From today, any area Satan wants to bring unsettlement, disturbance into your life, I command that your knowledge of these things will restore peace into your life. It will restore peace into your life. By this word today, nothing again will ever unsettle you. Nothing again will ever disturb you. In the name of Jesus Christ, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God through this message will lift up a standard against him. Be blessed. Rejoice. Because the things that pertain to your peace have been placed upon him. In Jesus' precious name.